everybody. Welcome to Wrong Term Memory. It's me, Jack. And it's me, Colin. And um, it's been a couple of days since we spoke, mate. And we're planning another chit-chat episode, just looking at some shower thoughts from Reddit. And I'm very much looking forward to it, because some of these, I've purposely not read these in advance, so I'm quite enjoying going through these that you've collated for us. It's, it's, it's good chat. It's good chit-chat. It is good chit-chat, and we'll just dive straight in. Well, Before we do that, though, I want yeah. to ask a question. Uh-huh, um, cool. I made a mistake. And the other day in work, I was on a, a call with a, a squad that I work in, right? And there was a new member of the squad. And we were doing the whole getting to know you side of things, which was lovely. I quite enjoy that side of things. I mentioned that I do podcasting, etc. I mentioned Barry Feastenders. I mentioned Darren. I mentioned uh, Big um, Drew McIntyre. Some of the lovely stuff I've done through the world of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. They then asked me to share the name of the podcast so they can go and have a listen. Right. Which of our podcasts do you think would be the best one to give to people in my work to listen to? I'm hoping they forget, to be honest. What? I'm hoping they forget. What do you mean? I don't really want to give them one that we listen to about the stuff we talk about and stuff like that. Right, okay. Why? Because I just, because I think I've done a pretty good job of convincing people that I'm quite a normal fully functioning <laughs> member of society. <laughs> Right, okay. Quite respectable and stuff. Um, but my inner clown and idiot will be revealed to all should they listen to this. I've, so yeah, I've not been asked like if I've ever said to somebody that I do, I tend not to. I tend, I, I've got a weird relationship with podcasting because I enjoy doing it. I enjoy sitting talking to you. I enjoy the feedback from listeners, but I want to crawl inside myself. When if Karen says or Jack does a podcast, like in real life to a person, I hate it. It see, makes me want to burst into flames. I just see, I've can't, got a solution for that though. Do it, okay? I well. can help you with that. I can I can totally help you with that. So what I do when it comes up in conversation and I say it, I give it a little bit of a caveat, which I shouldn't really take credit for, but I do anyway. I'll say. Yeah, I do a podcast. I do a number of them. One of the ones I do about football, actually, I'm involved in, gets about 200,000 listeners a week. <laughs> <laughs> Which is technically true. Um, and I, I do that, and people go, wow, that's amazing. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun, you know. Um, and, then I talk, and then I always talk about this one. I call this our spin-off. Um, right. Jack and I did, oh. Jack did a show and it was really really popular and people demanded that we did a spin-off so we did um, <laughs> I've never thought of this as a spin-off but it totally is yeah, it 100% is because we done... people wanted uh, people wanted, wanted more, more and unfortunately with a network and with a schedule we just couldn't fit more in so you've got to give the people what they want and along came wrong term memory and eventually you know what these people actually said Colin, Jack can we give you some money so we set up a Patreon and People go can go there to patreon.com forward slash long term memory and they can sign up and give us money every single month, which long term <laughs> listeners will know we tend to buy Skittles with. Oh, big giant Skittles. You know, I've not had giant Skittles in ages, man, because because when I moved, the local shop is further away, like much further away. It's like a 20 minute round trip rather than a five minute round trip. And yeah, so I don't. Is Karen not still sh- working there? 
No, she doesn't work there anymore. And oh. I don't pass a lot of shops when I'm out with a dog or anything like that. Because a lot of the time it would be, I would kind of walk around, walk past the shop, jump in, and basically just buy big skittles with our Patreon sack of cash. Yeah. But not anymore. So uh, I've not, let's say, not bought a lot of giant skittles. What a way to start a show, Colin. <laughs> Can you hear my guys. stomach, man? I'm heavy paranoid because I've not had anything to eat. Because we're recording pretty early, we've done this basically straight after um, work finishing today. Because so, I'm going out. Because you're going to the cinema, what are you going to see? Can you guess? I don't know what films are out at the moment. I'm going to see John Wick 4. John Wick 4. Is there a fourth one? I've only seen the first one and it was far, it was too much for me. It just like It just killed too many people. <laughs> it got, <laughs> more, it got it's, boring. It's only got bigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I listened to Mark Kermode reviewing it earlier on today on YouTube okay. and um, I've tried to avoid most of it he's quite good at not spoiling it but he did reveal that it's over three hours long so that'll be fun How can they make a four hour long John Wick or three hour long John <laughs> Wick, that's mad I don't know, but the, the good doctor says it's really good so looking forward to it Right, okay, I suppose like that kind of leads us into like your brain and like watching things and tuning into things and stuff like that, so our, our brains are basically really quite well hardwired for us to survive but they've absolutely no issue. Everybody's done it with letting us daydream, basically, when you're driving. That's like, true. Or getting to a place, and we've all done it, but you don't remember how you got there, because you've been in your own world. But your brain really wants you to survive. But maybe it's just subconsciously keeping you... Well, it is, because you've not crashed your car, I suppose. So it's doing something right. But it generally... And it's the same when it comes to alcohol, for example, there. Like your your brain wants you to, but it, like it wants you to survive. But it loves booze. It like it it can love drugs. It can love things that are really bad for you. Gambling. It loves all that sort of shit because of the dopamine kick that it gives it. But it wants you to survive. So a little bit of a split personality your brain has. I think. Yeah, that's that is a definitely good way of looking at it for sure. It does. Um, you, you take the next few lessons. I feel like I've been ch- chomping on the last no, episode. I just, so. I just spoke for 10 minutes about nonsense. Yeah. Um, you either come to realise what an idiot you used to be, or you remain as that idiot. <laughs> One, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, yeah you do. And listen, I don't know if you agree with this one or not, but I actually, I can look back on my life and... That sounds good. I can look back upon my life. Um, I can look back on my life and... I can see myself as an evolving idiot. I've, I've been a, I've been different types of idiots at times. Uh-huh. Um, right now, I don't feel like an idiot at all. But I bet you in a year's time, I look back and go, "Fucking hell, what a cock!" So yeah, I think it's just a constant. It's a constant kind of um, evaluation of yourself, isn't it? And you always look back and think, "Well, oh, you yuck." That's why it's it's almost impossible to kind of have a. I want to say a grown-up argument, but, you know, we're millennials. Like, we, we just fit into the millennial thing by a year or two. But, like, okay. the different generations, that's why it's almost impossible to to have an argument with, about, like, what you think is a grown-up argument with somebody in the generation below you or below that. Because when you are in that, you think you're right all the time. Like, I, nobody could tell me I was wrong when I was 18 or 19 or 20. Nobody could say... I was the smartest guy in the room or whatever in my head 
but looking back, I was a fucking monk. I don't know. I was. I nearly used a really bad term there. <laughs> I was an idiot. <laughs> I was an idiot. Nobody grasses in for using a politically incorrect term. I was an idiot back in the day. Everybody was. And if you don't see that, you are an idiot still. I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Hundred percent. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah, it's it's just you you just look back and you're you're embarrassed and I don't know why the the, the bone goose animal gets such a bad bad rap, but you you look uh-huh. back and you're a silly goose, silly mongoose. So silly goose, yes. <laughs> and and talking about arguing, I suppose that the next point here is like arguing online as a form of turn based combat, like an RPG or whatever, which <laughs> is totally it's quite is. a nice way of explaining it. But if you were to enter into an argument with an 18-year-old online, if even if you knew you were right, you couldn't have that argument with them because they would think that they were right as well. You know and I mean? they would never give up. They would never give up. They would look ghastly. They would just go on and on. And on. Mm-hmm. We, we were having a, a, a text conversation all night and you were saying, um, like, the stuff that I'm doing, like watching TV and playing games and stuff like that, rather than drinking is, is a good thing. And I, I did make the joke that I might start arguing with people online as a pastime. <laughs> but I I don't understand how people can do it. I I can't engage with it. I can't... See if somebody... If I put out a tweet and somebody does tweet back and say you're a dick or whatever, or they, they, something along those lines, I, I tend to just... I don't even block them. I just ignore it. I'm like, oh, who cares? Like, I can't be bored. I don't have the time and energy to engage with See, online arguing. You say this, Jack, right? You right. do say this. However, uh, about three weeks ago, right, okay. I got a notification on Twitter from somebody wanting to meet up and fight because you were you were organising fights on the Wrong Term Memory Twitter app. All right, okay. Do you remember that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was taking a picture of this guy, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I, oh. on, a, on a Twitter account that's in both our names. Thanks for that, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Do you want to know what it was? I was, I was drunk. <laughs> I was, well, at least we know that's not going to happen again. So that's. The... I, oh no, I was taking a picture of the guy, um, because he was just, he was a simpleton. Like he was stupid as fuck, right? and that's what I was taking a picture of. So, but that, yeah, that's once. When I, I've never ever done that in the five years that I've been on Twitter or six years I've been on Twitter, so. Good. Well, um, may that continue. Right. Mandela effect, we've covered that before. I don't really want yeah, to speak about that. Uh, no Roman emperor has had ever tasted a tomato. That's basically just about how long tomatoes have been about and how long people have been about. But the next one's quite interesting. This is more a Today I Learned one, Colin. So okay. I'll let you take this one away because it's quite it's quite funny. Um, so Today I Learned that the Japanese turned the, uh, turned the third of their super battleships after Yamato and Musashi into the largest aircraft carrier ever built at the time. Uh-huh. After four years of construction and enormous cost, she left the shipyard and she was immediately <laughs> sunk by a submarine. <laughs> just spending all that time making the biggest thing ever and then a wee submarine just fucking blows up. <laughs> Which is there. Uh, Do you know what? The Japanese were nasty bastards back then. And during that war, so they can get fucked. And I'm Everybody glad. War's a nasty bastard. Everybody's like, like you can't go yeah. to war and not be nasty because you want to just win your war. So we're the, we're the they good, probably weren't not... any worse than anybody else. Well, we were the good guys. Yep. Do you remember that conversation we had about me telling my work about this podcast? Right. We were yep. the good guys. 
Yeah, the Japanese were. They were the baddies. In our, in our eyes, but the Japanese would have thought we were the bad guys. So. No, no, no. I'm not having that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having that at all. We were the, we were the good guys, right? Okay. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, right, I don't know if I agree with this one either. There is no way people who are psychiatrists or therapists are not even, even slightly analysing their friends. Um, I do agree with that one. Uh, if I was a do psychiatrist you? or a therapist, yeah, like I just I don't think you switch off from that. Especially if you've got a friend who is massively well adjusted, literally a happy life, happy go lucky, no massive issues, always tends to be quite happy. Then potentially you turn it down and you don't bother. But if you've got a friend with the slightest issue or the slightest thing that makes you be a bit, mm, then I think you're totally going to a little mode where you start trying to analyse them a little bit. I don't think you're sitting them down, I don't think you're asking them about their dreams, but I think in your head, you're starting to think about them and you're starting to say, that's a wee sign of this and that's an indicator of that. I think they totally do. I don't know. I think we are saying that because we are not therapists or psychiatrists, that we think that that would be, it would just, it would like be impossible not to do it. Have we got any therapists that listen? I don't know any people that work in psychology or anything like that. Get in contact on Twitter at Wrong Term Memory or, any, or email hello at wrongtermmemory.com and let us know because I'm interested if you can... I think if you were a therapist, you could just have a healthy relationship with your friends without analysing them, but maybe maybe I've got tinted specs on there. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's such a... It's such a huge occupation in terms of there's so much that goes into it and so much you learn and so much triggers and things that you have to learn to look out for and things that you see that pinpoint something. I would think it'd be difficult to turn that off. Like if somebody's displaying something that obviously obvious to you as as you're trained and educated means that there's something no wrong, something there's something wrong, or they're a crank or they might end up being a murderer or something. I just don't think you switch off from that. I, I don't think they maybe go into it. They don't go for dinner. With, like, my mate is a psychiatrist who doesn't exist, right? But he doesn't go for dinner with me if he did exist, wanting to analyse me. But if I start seeing things that start to trigger him, then I don't think he goes, I'm off the clock. I think he starts thinking these things. Right, okay, um, maybe. And I don't think he tells me, because that's the difference. I think if he... They wouldn't tell them, because that's giving away their work for free. Right, and that's becoming a conversation, and that that's boring because that's taking your work outside work. If the, but in your, your head, friend, like you says, there and they're showing worrying things about something, then you go, "Ah, oh, fuck that!" I, I charge a hundred pound an hour to speak to somebody normally. My pal, he's fucked, but I'm not going to share it because I'm giving my, I'm not giving my work away for free. That's that's even more mental, surely. <laughs> well, yeah, you say, you say that, but. I just drills down into your psyche so much. I'm not giving away my work for free. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we say that sitting on have we have we have ninety nine percent of our conversations behind the paywall, mate. So you take take with that what you will. Yeah, fair enough. Um, socks and shoes are kind of like carpet and floor, just attached to your feet. That's quite a nice <laughs> wee one. That's, that is true. That's true. Yeah. Your socks are the underlay, aren't they? Uh, well, no, because that they're the carpet. No. With the shock? Well, because they're the one touching your feet. Oh, yeah, I suppose. So your so your socks are the carpet and your shoes are the underlay? Basically, aye. I think that's yeah. what it's getting at. Or shoes, the floorboards or whatever, if you put... Yeah, the underlay. I don't think anybody just puts carpet straight on top of floor. <laughs> what, <laughs> so, what, do, what, what, do, what do Mexicans put under their carpets? 
Underlay, underlay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one, actually. Love uh, it. Of fictional clowns, Ronald McDonald has a hot, has a much much higher body count than the Joker. Basically, just trying to a little bit of satire there that everybody's fat and Ronald McDonald's killed lots of fat kids. Though there's also the, I think there's been nine or ten deaths from the big McDonald's sign outside the restaurants landing on people when it fell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. I know you're not, and that's why it's so funny. Oh, fair enough. Um, yeah. This person, um, this next person, I think this got so many upvotes <laughs> on Reddit, and I don't really know why because this person doesn't understand. I don't think feet is a terrible measurement considering everybody has different sized feet. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's similar to so I just I just did my usual where for one week every year I got obsessed with horse racing during Cheltenham uh-huh. and they measure horses by hands <laughs> we all yeah. get different sized hands as well don't we uh-huh. and then they, they still do that furlong shit and stuff like that uh-huh. fucking furlong what the fuck's a furlong um, and he's a head by a nose he's a head by a length but they're all different lengths uh, so it's... It's not a, it's, yeah. We there's actually, you know what? Like this is this is a bit like a partridge monkey tennis moment. If I was pulling out my dictaphone, just now I would. We've probably there's, there's probably a show somewhere in um, horse racing chat and horse racing bookies chat and stuff like that. Actually, yeah, there probably is. Uh huh. Um, Tickety tack and all that. I knew a guy that knew that an older guy in, the, in a bone club, and he used to know all, all the signs for fight. For, 45, 64, and all that, like, with your fingers. You ever seen the guys doing that? Like, mine, John McCredit used to do it on yeah. the horse race, and he would do the, the body symbols and stuff like that. So there is a sort of sign language to it as well. I, He's dead, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I met him at Shawfield once when I was much Did younger. You? Very, like, very briefly. Yeah, I was with my dad, my mum and dad at the time, so it was at least, at least 20 years ago, because my dad's been dead for that amount of time, so... He was um, he was fantastic on Big Brother. He was brilliant on Big Brother. It kind of reminded me a little bit of my father on that, like the just not so much his his, his actions, but he kind of looked a bit like my dad. Oh, right, okay. Kind of looked. So a bit did, like did your dad used to go mental and demand diet coke? All oh, right, no, my dad was never no, he was never like that. But I'm, I'm, it looks wise. I meant he kind of looked a bit like my dad. My dad sort of oh, nice. facial features a little bit, right. Today, I learned studies show that the risk of dying from an injury is far less in the city than it is in the country. Less in the city than in the country, dying from an injury. Well, I suppose in a city you're closer to help, aren't you? It might be that as well, and then just maybe in, maybe in the country, it's maybe it's got to be something to do because not everybody in the country is a farmer. No, but all farmers stay in the country. But also, so accidents and injuries are very rare and the cities are highly populated so there's less chance of you being the victim in a city as well because there's more other people for it to happen to than you yeah so we're talking about dying here i think yeah so in the country it's just it's it's got to be down to those two things they're not being able to so you're in the country you fall and people don't come for ages yeah or you fall into a combine harvester or something and you get chopped up Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, there's a study that I can actually open it. Fuck it. 
There we go. Rural Rife. <laughs> Rural Rife. Rural Rife. Rural Rife. Sounds like a dog trying to talk. Rural Rife. So, Rural Life. Did you ever watch <laughs> 30 Rock? Um, not religiously. No, right, okay, because the Jenna and that was in a, a film called the Rural Duro, and nobody could figure out what the title was. If it was Rural Duro, Rural Duro, don't know. Anyway, Rural Life Riskier <laughs> than City Life. US study says yes. And this was in, this was just last Tuesday this came out. Oh, wow. So, uh, although homicide in cities are far, far outpaced those in rural rural areas, overall the risk of dying from some sort of accident or injury is 20% greater in the most rural counties of the United States than the nation's biggest cities. So the risk of dying from an accident or injury is 40% higher in the nation's most rural counties than it is in the most urban. So there we are, um, without going too deep into it, uh, living in the country is more dangerous or you have more chance of dying there we are madness okay um at some point there's going to be more dead people sorry more dead people accounts on the internet than there is accounts for live people um well yeah right i think i've just worked it out tell me if i'm right so the reason for that is because there'll be a crossover where people have got internet accounts and they're dying and the new people on the planet aren't old enough yet to have internet accounts, so they're not just cancelling each other out with a one-in-one-out policy. Kind of, and then there'll, there'll be, like, Facebook's got a billion accounts, and people keep, which they Dying. will, if these, uh, people keep going on Facebook, it, it will keep growing. Like, they might have a quote, there might only be a billion at a time, but if they don't delete the, a billion that were there, it'll eventually get higher and higher. I think that's what they're getting at. So okay. there will eventually be 10 billion people that have joined Facebook over the course of how many... If Facebook keeps going, I'd imagine. I'm I'm just working on the Facebook account here. I don't actually know if I... Because will accounts just... Will Facebook just stop one day? Or do you think Facebook's going to be ubiquitous with the internet, like Google is? Um... It'll, st- it'll still it'll change it's going to change it'll, 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 the Facebook will be a thing or, or Meta will be a thing uh-huh. and it'll evolve into the Metaverse and it'll become less and less like a timeline and more the Meta stuff but it's too valuable there's, there's far too much information on Facebook about nearly every person on the planet for it ever to just be deleted because it's just too valuable a resource even if they don't use it to target individuals anymore but the amount of information they just have on the average human being Means that that money will be that that data will be worth something to people for a long, 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 long time, like forever. Mm-hmm. Anyone who says they're going to steal or take your girlfriend and does is doing you a favour. Short and sweet. Correct, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, this one. Pretty sure we might have covered this before. It kind of rings a bell, Colin. The screenwriters plan and die hard with a vengeance to break into the Federal Reserve and escape with the gold was so plausible that the guy was actually questioned by the FBI and then the FBI was said to have changed their security account and to account for people maybe getting ideas from the uh, Die Hard film. That's, that's <laughs> impressive. Yeah, um, I'm sh- oh, wait, we've not covered that. I've heard that. I remember now I heard that on a podcast. <laughs> oh, there you go. What's not ours, but another one. Not ours. No, another one. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, some el- since electronics contain silver, 
you could theoretically beat a werewolf to death with a Nokia. <laughs> you could. There's, there's some issues there, though. Nobody in their right mind's kicking about with a Nokia, and werewolves <laughs> don't exist. Um, yeah. It's... There must be a set number. I don't know about this one. There must be a set number of videos someone has to make before it's no longer considered amateur porn. Um, I don't think I th- amateur porn. No, they, just style. Need, they just need a contract. They just need a contract, is not it? Yeah, but but again, amateur porn is a is like a style rather than like. Presumably, if you make an amateur porn, you're not getting paid for it. It doesn't matter how many videos you make, because to be a professional porn star, you need to get paid for making porn, right? So if you say you're oh. making amateur porn on your phone and you're not paying the the people that are in it. Or you're not paying your if you if you make homemade porn you're not paying your missus for it so she's an amateur porn star but if you were to get a fiver for it that would then mean she was a professional or there's a professional need to be making a living off of that would that make you semi professional <laughs> like semi professional <laughs> football teams get paid for playing football but <laughs> like Sorry, do you know what I'm just, mean? I'm just laughing at you asking if it makes you semi um, <laughs> the um. I don't, I don't know, I'm confused by this because I've never actually seen a porno video, so I don't really get the differences between them. No, um, you don't. No, nah, but I think you're, if you're if you're talking about amateur to professional, then yeah, money has to be involved somewhere. So either you could become contracted or you start getting paid for it. So yeah. Are we, are we semi-professional podcasters? Um, you could call yourself semi if you want. I'm, I'm professional, mate, I'd say. Uh, you work in our job, we, so... We're, we're professional though. We we do it. We we. I don't know. We're taking the piss here. But if, <laughs> if the definition is the definition, if the definition of being professional is you do something, you earn some money from it, then we both do that. That's so, not the definition, but it can't be. What is the definition? Surely, is your you make a living from it? No, because like you can have more than one profession. People have got multiple professions, don't they? Yeah, but so, I'm not buying it. I know, you, I know. That's just because you don't. That's because you just don't want to say it out loud. But you are a professional podcaster. I'm not, but I couldn't yeah. be. I couldn't live my life off being a podcaster, which I, th- I think no. you need to be able to be a professional. At something you need to be able to make a living off. But I think I would rather. That, yeah. I would rather tell people that I have a podcast than my actual job because my actual job's got a stupid name that nobody understands, and people just look at you half cracked when I say that I'm a digital scrum master. Yeah. So it's. Scrums remind you of rugby. That's the, exactly what I think. As soon as I hear yeah. scrumming and stuff like that, I had to but do no. a presentation. I had to do a presentation on PowerPoint to get this job. And one of the things I did was um, you had to talk about why you would the job, what you do in your first ninety days, and all this sort of stuff. And I did have one full page, which was a rugby scrum, and I'd taken my head onto every rugby player's body <laughs> as part of the presentation. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've definitely leaned into that kind of joke before. Right, we're going to wrap this up soon, um, but this is we'll finish talking about the game that you're playing at the moment, uh, Hogwarts. But that's because uh, people underestimate how bad one HP of damage would hurt in real life. So I presume yeah. that's HP's health points. And yes, is that what that stands for? Yeah, I think so. I've never thought about that until right this second. So I'm glad I got that. You've I'm been playing that. Hogwarts, mate. Tell me a little bit about that, because I, I was going to buy it the other day, mm-hmm. and I read something on the back, and I thought, right, wait a minute, I'm going to ask Colin before I buy this. Well, it says it's an ask. RPG, right? Yes. Does that mean there's turn-based combat in it? 
No, it doesn't. Right, thank fuck for that because I would not have bought it if it was. I hate those games where like somebody throws a like a fifty dart at you and you block it with a, a plus forty fucking shield and then you nah, take health so... and stuff like that. I, if it's that sort of shit, I would, wouldn't have bought it. But it's not like that, no. Nah, basically, as you go through the game, you learn the various spells as you go through the story, and the spells get more powerful. So you end up, you start with quite simple ones like Repair All or um, Leviosa or um, Patronum, um, right. and you build up to Explore Armus, uh, Avada Kedavra, all the big ones. But your wand can only have four spells attached to it at a time. Okay. And you have also got a couple of basic spells you don't need your wand to do. And you've also got ancient magic that you can do without your wand. So you go into fights and you can basically do any of the four spells that are on your wand. However, when you do one of them, that one's got to recharge. It takes about 30 seconds. So you have to use the other three and wait for that one to recharge. So it's turn-based in that you have to wait for your your weapon to basically reload, your spell to reload again. It's the same as like running out of, right, okay. So it's the same yeah, as like same running, running out of arrows and stuff like that, right, okay. Yeah, but you can just go bang, 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 bang and just shoot and do combos and stuff like that. It's not like standing there getting hit, taking the hit, and then you reply. It's, right, it's more okay. like a it's That's more good. like a proper fighting game. Yeah, it's really good, mate. The way you learn the spells is amazing as well. It's, it's easy, but it's really cool the way they do it. Um... The whole game's amazing, honestly. It's so good. So, so good. Um, I've been getting my, groom, my, my broom upgraded recently. Right, okay. And doing, <laughs> doing a lot of flying about in that. So that's been quite fun. Um, I'm definitely going to get it. Once I once I complete The Last of Us 2, I, because I bought the physical version, I'll probably get about 15 quid back or something for that. I'll yeah. just take that in and trade that in. That's... Um, like that, that, the way that people have managed to make you download your games for 70 quid or whatever and then that is you got it and there's nothing you can do with that is mad like i was thinking about it when i was in the game sh- the game shop the other day i hold my hands up i went to game and it's owned by mike ashley or whatever i think he took oh, over you it. But i know you scumbag scab but <laughs> it's because i wanted to i was what it was was i went to tesco silverburn and i was getting four new tires put in in black circles do you know oh yeah uh, just, yeah, just yeah, know that over here. So four new tires in. at once. Yeah, I decided to get four. Yeah. Jesus fuck. It made such a difference, but like because I was like with those tires, I was putting like say the mile mileage gauge was saying you had hundred and seventy miles. You would do like twenty miles, and it would down to like hundred and twenty. It would take like fifty miles of petrol because the tires were that bad. So. It was cost me an absolute fortune in diesel, and it was unsafe. I think, to be perfectly honest with you. But oh, fair enough, there. I suppose, yeah, fair enough. The fact that, um, like, because you could you could buy Hogwarts, right? I think, play it, complete it, spend eighty hours on it within, say, three weeks, a month, take it back, and it would still be a grade A game or whatever, and they'd yeah. still be selling it for, and they'd be buying it off your back. So it's a real, it's a much better way of dealing with games rather than digital downloads, but the fact that they've basically cornered that market out of laziness, like you, you sit and download it rather than go and buy a physical copy. Or do they charge they charge a fucking different price for the physical and the digital versions of the PS5, is that right? Yeah, so so the if you want if you want a a PS5 that's got a disc drive, it's a little bit more expensive obviously to pay for the disc drive they have to put into it. 
Um, I've got a digital PS5 because for the last three or four years on the PlayStation 4, I was just downloading all the games I wanted to play. Um, it suited me. I, I didn't want games cluttering up my house and stuff like that. Um, and I don't buy games all that often, so the pricing yeah. wasn't that wasn't that big a deal to me, really. Um, but you're right, it's a good point you're making. It just doesn't... The, the idea of having to go to a shop and then having to trade in a game and then buy one and make sure it's not getting any scratches on it and all that sort of stuff and then looking after the discs and all that sort of stuff I just, that's not the life for me um, I also have a little bit of a trick that gets me cheaper games that I'll tell you about after we stop recording um, which I'm going to stop recording now but, yeah, but not before we ask you to share, click that share button share this episode please yeah, please do. Um, it's it's the best way. Like, um, it's the best form of advertising. It's the best form of promotion as a recommendation. So please go into your podcast app and just click share. Put it on your Twitter. Put it on your Facebooks. Put it in your group chats. Just tell your pals. Say, listen, I know this guy Jack. I know this guy Colin, and their chat is tremendous. I think you should have a listen to it, and that'll bring them to us. And eventually, we'll turn them into patrons. Eventually, they'll then give us money. And eventually we'll buy more <laughs> giant skills and we'll all be delighted and the world will continue to go round. Um, so yeah, if you care, give us a share. Right guys, we'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Colin, I personally don't think there's anybody still listening and if they are, they're pretty hardcore long-term memory fans and I would be expecting them to go and sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory or by clicking the link in the show notes absolutely and if for whatever reason they can't do that and paying for content isn't their bag they can still offer us continual support by leaving a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts